Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, October 1st, 2021. And today on the show, we are breaking down Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That's right. I went last night, got to see the movie, and man, we had a great time. Now, I will say, we actually, after I saw the film, I went and recorded the latest episode of the patron podcast and I had Matt Clark on the show he actually went and saw it about the same time I was seeing it as well and so when that patron podcast comes out we break down a ton of the movie but all spoiler cast everything in there so be on the lookout for that I'm probably going to put that out at some point next week maybe even Sunday I was thinking as well um, so you will be getting more of a spoiler cast but but we save that for the end of the patron episode and we get into a bunch of other fun topics and all that kind of throughout the episode as well so uh, don't worry about you know not being able to listen to the patron episode because we do talk about more but today here on the show I'm gonna give you my non-spoiler review of Venom let there be carnage and uh, before we do that of course don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. you can always email the show at the enthuslife at gmail.com now I did share a story on that patron show, but I do want to share it here because I think it's—I mean, it was one of the most ridiculous things that I think has ever happened to us going to the movie. So I worked all day yesterday, got out at six. Our movie was at seven. The movie theater was p- quite literally across the street from where I work, so it's right there. It's a smaller theater, independent theater, uh, but we go there sometimes just because it's a little bit cheaper. And um, right now, it's the closest theater to us where we can reserve seats. There's another bigger, better theater, if you want to say, but you can't reserve seats there right now. And they don't have, you know, the lounge chairs and all that. So um, that's why we chose this theater. So I leave work and I go over there and my wife and, you know, kids pull up and behind me, actually, you know, I'm sitting there in my car looking at my phone, reading a Marvel Unlimited Infinity comic, by the way. Um, And uh, I, I get out of the car and my wife and son get out of the car. My son just looks at me and goes, Maddie forgot her shoes. So yeah, my daughter, they jumped in the van, must have been scrambling to leave, saying, hey, we got to hurry up, we got to meet dad, you know, we, we don't want to miss the start of the movie, gets out of the car, she has no shoes on. So luckily, she brought a blanket um, with her, because the theater usually keeps, you know, the temperature pretty cold, and, and we always kind of think of that, you know, I always bring a hoodie, she brings a blanket, and so she kind of shuffled her way through the movie theater completely barefoot, um, to watch Venom Let There Be Carnage. Now, she didn't go to the bathroom. Luckily, you know, she went before they left and didn't have to go while we were there because, I mean, you don't want to walk in a movie theater bathroom, right? I mean, you know how gross that's going to be on the floor. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like, how do you forget your shoes? I mean, it's not like she's, you know, two or three years old anymore. I mean, she's 12. She's going to be 13 soon. Like, you got to wear shoes when you leave the house. Just crazy. But that was a start. Of the movie, but let's—I mean, let's jump into the movie here. Um, I, don't, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that story, um, but uh, you know, so Venom, let there be carnage. I—I I remember when the first movie came out. I think Chris and I were still doing kind of the older enthusiast life, and I enjoyed it um, for what it was. It was more of a—it's cool to see Venom on the big screen. I think is really what it boiled down to. I mean, the Venom character himself in that film, and even in this film. I enjoyed more than the Topher Grace Venom in Spider-Man 3. I think, obviously, I think most people um, enjoy this. I think Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is great. Um, and, you know, that first movie really dove into um, multiple symbiotes and kind of went that route. And it just seems to me like, you know, Venom for me growing up was always, you know, it, he was a Spider-Man villain, but then when they did the Maximum Carnage event and he kind of teamed up with Spider-Man, 
I mean, that's really where my love for Venom came from. I mean, as a kid, I had a Venom poster on my wall. I mean, my wife and I, when we started dating, we, we've been dating since we were 15. Um, you know, the first time I had her over at the house, there was a Venom poster on the wall. And, you know, she decided to stay with me through all that. So, like, she, you know, I, I go back with Venom. And, you know, it's a character, like I said, that I, I've always loved. And the first movie, there was definitely a little bit of a, I don't want to say a cheese factor to it. But there kind of was. And in this movie, it seems like it went even further. And when I say cheese factor, I mean more like the relationship between Eddie and Venom. Like if, if and I, I don't want to start, start this review already on a downer, but like that's the one thing that gets somewhat overbearing in this movie is that relationship that Venom and Eddie have. Like it is so in your face throughout this whole movie to the point where it even becomes somewhat of a story plot of their relationship and kind of the the status of their relationship, let's say. And it, it for me, kind of takes away from the movie. I mean, there, there was moments where it just seemed odd, some of the things they were doing with it, and it, it seemed kind of corny, like the, the constant back-and-forth banter. And when, we, when they introduce Carnage later on in the film... Um, and you know, Woody Harrelson, kind of an odd choice for Cletus Cassidy. I mean, at first glance, he seems great, especially with his history, um, you know, with natural born killers and all that. I mean, that's just, he plays characters like that, right? The guy's over 60 years old. It just seems kind of weird to be playing that. Although I guess, you know, you can say there's a history for, for Cassidy, um, in what he's been able to do in the, in the world here of, of Venom in this universe. Um, but Later on, when we see the conversation between Cletus and Carnage, essentially, you know, kind of like, I mean, because they do a very similar thing of kind of what you get with Venom and Eddie, that seems more real to me and seems much more um, what I would want out of the comics. And it almost made me think, like, that's the conversations I wanted Eddie and Venom to be having, not the cornball, just quick, witty, trying to be funny, kind of overly written type dialogue. And that, to me... Kind of really took away from the film. Now, on top of that, the story itself just moves so incredibly fast. I think when credits started rolling, my daughter said, wow, like, I can't believe that was two hours. I looked at my watch. It hadn't even been an hour and a half. The websites and everything say the movie's an hour nine. Our movie started immediately at seven. Um, we had no previews, which was kind of weird to, to have that. I mean, usually the theater will, will run them. I don't know because maybe it was a Thursday night. I don't know. But I do know the next showing was at 930. So they probably wanted to just make sure to get people out of there. But I mean, you know, come, come, uh, it started at seven, come 827 or 26, whatever it was, credits were rolling. And it just, it made the movie feel rushed. There was some just disjointed moments where you were just jumping from you know, uh, moment to moment. I don't know if that was maybe a, um, just a sign of the pandemic kind of, you know, influencing just the production of the film. You know, maybe that's what it was. I mean, I can understand, you can understand that, right? I mean, there was even moments where, um, the CGI and all that looks, I mean, there's moments that just look incredible and look great, better than the first movie. But then there are a couple of spots where you're like, they didn't put enough work in there. You know, you can kind of tell. And I think that, if anything, is the sign of the pandemic, right? That they weren't able to finish some of that. Now, you know, kind of enough of the negative side of it. I mean, the one big positive is, you know, like I said, as a kid, that Maximum Carnage event was everything to me. Like that was like, 
just blew my mind because you know it was kind of I kind of knew of Venom before that, but then that was kind of my introduction to him, and then to have Carnage. And I mean, there was a Maximum Carnage Sega Genesis video game that I loved to death and played the hell out of. I mean, it was basically like a you know beat 'em up side scrolling game, but it was great. Like for me, that was everything. So in my head, what I always envisioned a fight, the realistic fight of Venom and Carnage would be, that's what this movie delivers. So. This whole movie, to me, honestly, is just the build-up to that like penultimate fight, the big fight at the end of Venom and Carnage, which you know happens. And like that, to me, was awesome to see. That was the best part of the movie. Totally, you know, put a smile on my face seeing that. Um, it was just, you know, that kid in me coming out like they're doing it. They did it. You know, it, it's awesome to see. No matter what the dressing around it was, no matter how subpar the story was, no matter. Whatever we had to do to get here, we're here. Soak it all in. Like, like I always say, whenever we, I got, I just want to put something on Disney Plus or whatever. I almost always put on the Portals moment of Endgame. Like that's a moment that I put on. Now, I will say this may almost. I'm not gonna say it's. Believe me. Hold on. The the fight in Venom Let There Be Carnage is not going to replace the Endgame moment. It is nowhere near. It is leagues. So far away from that moment that I can't, I can't even express. But just the visuals of it, the the way it looks, the the just the symbiotes fighting. To me, there's something so cool about that, and like we we get that in this movie. I just I wish there was a better setup to it, if you want to say so. Like you know, and that may be a moment that like I'll go back and watch probably a couple times. Just that moment, you know. Not going to be watching the rest of the movie, probably. You know, I'm sure I'll see it at some point again. Kind of like even the original Venom. Like if it's on FX or just on cable, usually we'll pop it on sometimes. You know, you come through midway through, watch a little bit of it. That's what this is going to be. Like I don't, I don't really see myself seeking this movie out again to sit down and watch it. And that, it's of course disappointing. You know, um, I did go into the movie um, not really with high expectations. I mean, because of coming off the first one, it was just like, all right, you know, I definitely want to see it. See kind of where that goes. Um, I still think Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock is is great. I do I do like just him as an actor playing Eddie Brock. I just I think they need to find a way to tone down the Venom banter. Now, you know, they've already set the table for this type of banter with him, and you know, so we're kind of in it. And I think we kind of got to just go with it. I don't know how much they could tone it down. You know, the only way they could do that is in the future, maybe introducing other characters that he could be interacting with, either as Venom or um, Eddie Brock himself. I mean, that's one thing this movie does do is it kind of gives you more Venom is Venom, which was kind of neat. And I don't mean Venom as, you know, talking to Eddie Brock. I mean, just Venom talking to other people. So that was kind of cool. They kind of are setting that stage, kind of, you know, a coming out party for Venom, if you want to say. Um, so that's neat. And then on top of that, you know, I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, again, beware the post credit scene, a lot of implications from that. Um, I'm sure, you know, there'll be a time we'll be able to talk about that. One of those times, definitely the Patreon episode, check that out. You know, Matt and I definitely jump into that and, um, share all our thoughts on that. And, um, we'll see where that goes from there. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Let me know your thoughts on Venom. Let there be carnage. If you saw it, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Of course, you can hit me on Twitter, at MarkTurk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Definitely want to know your thoughts on the movie if you've seen it. And, um, yeah, just 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 let me know what you think. Now, remember, next week, going to be heading to Disney. We are leaving bright and early tomorrow. By this time tomorrow, as I'm recording this, we'll already be two hours down the road 
uh, traveling on our way. And uh, tomorrow we're hitting the Magic Kingdom. Today actually is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So happy 50th anniversary, Walt Disney World. I'll see you tomorrow. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping definitely going to be doing shows. Like I said, maybe not every day. It kind of depends on where we are. Um, but uh, I think it would be fun to, you know, do a couple episodes with the kids and, uh, you know, kind of get their impression, especially when we do like Rise of the Resistance. And if we can get on Rat Tattoo, I'd love to kind of give some reviews of that. And, uh, of course, we're going to be doing the lightsaber uh, building next week. We'll be talking about that. Probably get my daughter and I on there, um, kind of sharing our experience with that and, and how we were probably blown away. I really have a feeling. Uh, I've heard great things and just can't wait to experience that. And um, uh, also, you know, season finale of What If. Um, like I said, I don't know when I'll be able to get tune into that. I hope to have it out on Wednesday. Uh, but we got a lot, of course, going on when you're doing going to the parks. Wednesday was actually supposed to be a downer day. Um, my wife thought she had only bought six days at the park, and she got an email saying something along the lines of, "Hey, you still got one more day? You got a book?" And she was like, "What?" So yeah, so we now we we'll, are not taking that day off like we thought we were on Wednesday. Um, so we'll uh, be going to. I think we're going. To, I think she booked Animal Kingdom that day. So. Um, yeah, we'll have lots to talk about. So until then, everybody, have a great rest of your day, of your weekend. And until next time, we'll catch you later.